the calls that were made to Mama and Daddy. His morning crew with Robin Liz. His radio. That's like Joe. Joe's nine years old, and Joe's like, he, he, he likes to doodle. And um, it kind of distracted him so much so that he got reprimanded by his teacher. His teacher's like, Joe, Joe, stop the doodling and do your schoolwork. And so Joe's parents were pretty smart. And they looked at what he was doing for his doodles and went, huh. There's some potential here. They sent him to art class. Now Joe is 12, and he's making a living off of this. <laughs> Already. Making a living. So there was like a, there was a restaurant. It was called uh, Restaurant Number 4. And so That's restaurant, weird. I know what a name for a restaurant, huh? <laughs> Must be their fourth one. <laughs> and I can tell by that they what got, they sell. They got number one. They got number four. <laughs> so so here's the thing. He decorated the interior. So his doodling now is on the walls of this one restaurant and has gone before, beyond that. Not only does he have a job there, but he's illustrating books what? about food. One's called uh, Bad Food. There, bad food. There's another one called the Game of Scones. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the hungry. And he has his own official Doodle Boy coloring book because they call him the Doodle Boy. What in the world? This kid, these parents, honestly, should get Parents of the Year just about for right? for recognizing. The potential. Yeah. And not saying that the teacher was in the wrong. I mean, you know. It was still getting in the way of yeah. school. We but the parents focus. the parents didn't go, oh, you just keep doodling. Sure. They were able to focus his energy of what he was doing somewhere else because he could. He still needs to focus in school. But now it's like he's got a career out of this yes. and he's only 12. He's paying the bills. Right. doodling. Way to go. I don't know if you've done anything as a kid and you're doing it today and it's like, wow, and somebody saw potential in you. It would be cool to hear your story at 800-447-7234. Oh, yeah. I made a career out of mine. <laughs> what? She's a good kid, but she talks too much. Robin Liz. His morning crew. Thing you did as a kid that now you're kind of making a living doing it. His morning crew with Robin Liz, his radio. Susan's here at 800-447-7234. What was it for you, Susan? Five, six years old. I would sit in the back seat, and when I would see an old rustic barn or a railroad track, or something that I would blink my eyes, and that was how I was I was taking pictures. And what do so, you do with your photography today? Family photos, senior pictures, prom. I mean, I still do photographs, excuse me, especially with children and family portraits and stuff. Don't do a lot of big weddings. I mean, I've done photography for 25, 30 years, and then I realized a few years ago, I used to snap my eyes like I was taking pictures of things on my way to my grandmother's. So I wonder if you still blink today to kind of take those mental pictures. There's probably not a day goes by. People in Walmart. I saw a little boy yesterday. He was the most beautiful child I've seen. His hair was different. His his skin tone was different. He had a, a long tail, rat tail hanging out of the back of his hair. And I looked at his dad. I said, I'm not a weirdo. I'm a photographer. He is gorgeous. I would. I mean, when I saw him, I immediately wanted to take photos of it. I don't do the blinking thing. I see something every day that I'm like, oh, that would be a great picture. Robin Liz, his morning crew. 
Jimmy was in college in Texas, and he would always, you know, fly home and uh, go back, visit his family, take some gifts to a local orphanage. He's from Haiti. So this was a long trip. Uh, and so he went back uh, one Christmas to visit his family and, and take these gifts. And while he was walking in his town, there were there was a big group of people that were kind of around where the rubbish is kept. There was a baby in there. Oh, no. Yeah. This is in Haiti. In Haiti. Okay. And so Jimmy's like, oh, my goodness. Like, I have to take this baby and I have to uh, take care of it. Brought it home to his mom. And they gave the baby some food and some water and kind of, you know, fixed him up a little bit. And then started reaching out to orphanages and different places um, around his town. Fast forward. He's decided that he is going to adopt this little boy. Way to go, Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy's only 22, by the way. And he's still in college in the U.S. And so his mom is the caregiver right now of little Emilio. And Emilio is a toddler. And so uh, Jimmy comes here, goes to his classes, makes money, sends it back so mom can take uh, care of little Emilio. But they now have a GoFundMe page so that they can get this adoption done. Oh, I'm sure it's expensive. It is very expensive. Not only the paperwork, but also a 22-year-old raising a toddler. You know, and in Haiti, they don't have as many opportunities for good paying jobs to be able to raise this little guy. Which is so, why Jimmy's in America getting his education. Exactly. And eventually, I think, plans to bring little baby Emilio here to the States for a better opportunity. But right now, has that GoFundMe page. Um, it is up to about 19000 So that's really? awesome. Yeah. That's good. What's the goal? About 30000 Oh, for real? Yeah. I mean, those, uh, those adoptions are... Are not inexpensive, and no. then he he also wants to make sure that he can provide the kind of life that that little baby. Good needs. for Jimmy. I, I mean, I love this that you know he was in the right place at the right time. Huh? Wonder how that happened. Right, and Jimmy, <laughs> you're setting the example for a lot of people. Thank you so much, Robin Liz. His morning crew. He was just doing a little back-to-school shopping. I don't know what the uproar is about. I mean, he was going in, maybe looking for a backpack and some pencils. Maybe I it's mean, a fur coat. I don't know. May, you know, maybe. But but then again, he's kind of equipped with his own. Let me tell you what happened. Jakima was on her way to the movies. And as she's pulling through the parking lot of a mall in Alpharetta, which is in you know the Atlanta area, she's pulling through. She spots something out of the corner of her eye. It's a bear. It's a bear cub. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. I That's mean, different in the city like that, right? A little bit. Normally, you don't see um, a bear cub at a mall. I'm wondering where Mama was. You know, Mama was like, just go get your school supplies. I'll be over yeah, here. You want to go to the movie? Go ahead. Hit the <laughs> exactly. arcade. Go on. But he went up to a couple of, of the doors, and he was trying to get in. It's been hot. Maybe that's what he was doing. He was trying Nobody to was off. letting him in. He was trying to go to the food court. Nobody was letting him in. Um, and he so, wanted a sample or two. <laughs> you know what? He's like, I heard there's a good, you know, little Chick-fil-A in there I got to get into. But he did. He tried a couple of doors, and then um, uh, some people cried, tried to shoo him away. He did end up getting hit by a car. No. But listen. No. I know. Everybody went, oh, no. He was fine. Good. He was fine. He, you know, it, more than anything, it kind of scared him off. I'm not saying they did that on purpose. That was an accident. Um, but he ended up leaving. Okay. So hopefully he went back yeah. in the woods and realized <laughs> bears don't need pencils. No. Instead, he wanted to get one of the ices from, you know, Circle <laughs> K. Rob and Liz. His morning crew.
So Misty started making really bad decisions. She started breaking the law. I mean, she was even wound up in jail several times. This hurt herself. Those who loved her were just in so much pain because of what Misty was going through. And then all of a sudden, while she was with Sergeant Truen, he decided he wanted to do something about this. So he started giving her words of encouragement. Yeah. He treated her really respectfully. As he was arresting her, he still showed her that kindness, got her some water, helped to calm her down because she was very, very upset, um, and just encouraged her that you can turn your life around. This doesn't have to be the rest of your story. And she remembered that. Now, that was in 2019. You fast forward. She's gotten her life back on track. She got into rehabilitation. Um, she started attending church, and so she wanted to reach out to Officer Truen and just say thank you. And so she was able to do that. They they met. Not only did she thank him, but she prayed with him and prayed for him. Just a beautiful, beautiful circle to this story. It's amazing to see that just a few words of encouragement, what it can do for somebody oh, when they're at sure. their lowest, right? Yeah, a smile. A kind word, a even a, a small compliment can absolutely take someone's day that they feel like is just in the garbage and completely turn it around. So I try to think of ways that I can clue into that because I'm not really observant at times. I'm just really focused on the things that I'd have to get done so much that I forget about the people around me. And so Sergeant Truen is reminding me, take a look around. Every day. Robin Liz, his morning crew. In Amsterdam, there seems to be a housing shortage for the non-human species. That's the way they're actually putting it. Like snakes? No, no, actually. Oh. I thought the same thing because one of the headlines I read was uh, houses for wildlife and humans. So bear? No, I thought the same thing too. But it's <laughs> it's more like sparrows, bats, and butterflies. Sparrows, bats, and butterflies. And butterflies How do yeah. you advertise for that? <laughs> I know, right? So there is this river that goes near Amsterdam in the city center, and they're going to start building on this and make it a car-free, where you just go around on bicycles. Mm -hmm. So it's a car-free neighborhood, and the apartment building that they're building on it, they're going to have vegetation growing on it. You know how you see some buildings, especially over in Europe, that have like vines that are on it and such? Mm -hmm. And so they're doing that so that the sparrows have a place to go, the butterflies, uh, and all the other types of, you know, bats and things like that. We kind of have something similar, you know, around here. When you see kudzu, kudzu takes over. Oh. Does that invite them too? No. Robin Liz, his morning crew. So, um,. There's peach cobbler, right? There is. There's other cobbler. What else is Blackberry, there? Blackberry, blueberry. Um, you can do an apple, which uh, I'm not a big fan of an apple cobbler. I remember but... having an apple cobbler before. I look oh. like an apple cobbler. <laughs> so now they have, okay, um, watermelon cobbler. I don't know why that just doesn't sound appetizing to me. It doesn't to me either. Watermelon to me, I love fresh watermelon. Oh, yeah. Get me wrong. Great. It's summer. Yeah, but, right? it, but it's also a very subtle flavor. So I don't know how you're really punching because that's, you know, peach is a really bold and blackberry really bold flavor. So I don't know how you're going to get watermelon the taste of cobbler. watermelon. And then you have to spit the seeds out every time you eat it. Well, hopefully somebody's done that for you. Not spit them out for you, but, you know. <laughs> oh, oh. Rob and Liz, his morning crew. So Liz looks at me and she says, I haven't been to the pool in how many weeks? Uh, it's probably been a week and a half. A week, week and a week half. A week and a half, something like that. 
And so I said, but Liz, it's out your back door. You can go to the pool whenever you want. It's a whole process. Listen to this. Okay. It's okay. a process, she says. So, she has a pool in her own backyard, and it's a process to get to her pool. Her pool so. It is. It's not just step out the back deck and, you know, oh, it's there. No. Like, I have to have my ice. Listen to this. So I have to make sure that I get enough ice, and I put it in, you know, my little cooler, and then I drink a lot. And so I put all my drinks in my cooler, and then I've got to get Can I my... clarify? <laughs> it didn't sound right. Here, What is it? Iced tea, soda. Well, yeah, it's a little bit of like <laughs> flavored. Yeah, I drink a lot of flavored water. Yeah, <laughs> let's be yeah, specific okay. there. Then I've got a cover up, and then I've got my beach bag that has my stereo and my book, and I say my hat and my sunscreen and my dog stuff. You know, so it's a process to go to her own pool in her own backyard. But it's not a process for guys. It's just it just seems Swim like it's trunks, not. Swim trunks, towel. You're there. Pretty much, oh yeah, I forgot the towel, and then yeah, oh, well, hopefully you got the swim trunks on. It's a whole process. <laughs> Robin Liz, his morning crew. So I don't understand. I'm sorry, I don't understand. But Liz had said earlier, she's like, I haven't been to the pool in three weeks. I'm like, Liz, it's in your backyard. Just open your sliding glass door. It's there. And she's like, No, no, you don't understand. It's a process. It, like it what? Is, it is a process. First of all, don't have a sliding glass door, but I have. Lots, lots okay. of things to the get The nice French doors. I don't have the French doors either. <laughs> you still open a door go out. Well, that is it's true. right there. That is true. In the backyard. But it's the process. Carol, um, she agrees. Carol says men don't get it. Everything is a process for women. She texted and said, I can relate. Just grab your towel. No. Carol, and you're there. No, it's more than that. And then Ella also texted and said, Liz, I thought you were going to talk about the whole process of dealing with your hair afterwards. You know what? That's a whole different process. <laughs> oh, like, my word. Oh, my. Okay, Allison's here at 800-447-7234. What do you say, Allison? So it is a process, and uh-huh. here's why. You still have to have all the same necessities. You have to pack everything else that you would. So the only thing you shorten is the distance you have to travel. So instead of getting in the car and going to the pool, you still got to go to the backyard, but you got to have everything else. Yeah, it's only in your house. You don't have to pack it in the car and take it out of the no. car. You just walk no. out the back door. No. There's your pool. No. 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 Yeah. You're not go- no. You're not going back inside with your wet bathing suit on. You're tracking water Thank everywhere. You. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, Liz. You have, a, you have a towel. You wrap it around you. You get to your bathroom. No. You dry off. No. No, you're like a pack mule no. at this point because you don't have a vehicle that you can schlep all the stuff with. In your own backyard, your own pool. It's a process to get to. It is a process. Yeah. It's not a complaint, yeah, I'm is with it? You, Liz. <laughs> no, it's not a complaint. It's no, a process. No. But, you get a towel, you go like out in the backyard. It must be so no. nice. <laughs> right. It's got to be a guy thing. I'm just saying.